This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. You know, winning is fun, but winning big makes it sustainable long-term wins. Mm. Especially for small to mid-sized businesses, winning big is very important because it changes the culture in an organization. We get excited to be part of this winning team. And I have the best seat in the house to have this amazing conversation with thought leaders from all over the world, all walks of life. And the reason it's important is none of our journeys start at the same place. None of our journeys end at the same place. And our paths are all different. That's the reason talking to leaders from all walks of life all over the world is important. And in that spirit, today, I'm absolutely excited to welcome Ramon Gray. Ramon, welcome. Hey, Arjun. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Just uh, reading your email introduction to me, you know, sometimes as we were scheduling this, I knew you were a very warm and amazing person. So, Arjun, I'm honored to be here and share what I can humbly with the Arjun community. So, thank you so much. Absolutely. So, let me give a little background about this incredible human being. (laughs) Ramon Ray is a small business growth expert. And I would just clarify, sometimes expertise is about a concept. This is a man who makes an impact for brands, who works with leading brands such as Dell and Hulu to help them connect with small businesses. He's an entrepreneur who started smallbusinesstechnology.com and Smart Hustle Media. And I'm really intrigued to know a little more about each one of these. And all these inspires and educates small business owners to help them grow. What fascinated me about this part of his impact is not only he's working with big major brands to connect them with small businesses, he also is seeing what small businesses need. And that is the level of Zoom. Once you have that kind of a vision, that makes it really powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be exciting. (laughs) Yes. Also, he is a global speaker and you will see him on a stage very close to you best-selling author of his latest book, The Celebrity CEO, How Entrepreneurs Can Thrive and Build a Community and a Strong Personal Brand. And he's a cool dad. And, you know, me being a dad to a 26-year-old going on 55 right away, I could relate. Yes. Ramon, welcome to Secrets to Win Big one more time. And thank you, my friend, for taking time today. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you, Arjun. Thank you for your warm welcome. And I can't wait till we meet in person one day and give each other a big handshake or hug, whatever your preference is. So thank you. Uh, Looking forward to it. So let me start. You know, your career started at United Nations, first as a temporary staff member. And then over the next 10 years, you were there making an impact at United Nations. Wow. Yeah. I have to ask you, what kind of an experience was it? How did it change your whole perspective? Yeah, it was. I spent a large part of my career there, Arjun, and I think it was interesting. It was uh, overall good, but I must say it was bittersweet. And so here's my point. The UN, first of all, is an amazing organization, helping the world and trying to do their best to keep the world a stable place, as most listening know. So that's the good part of the United Nations. 
I think that where the challenge happened, Arjun, for me is that, you know, when you fit a square peg into the proverbial round hole, that we have problems. So myself, as you may get a sense, being energetic, being vivacious, being outward, being a rabble rouse or liking to break the mold and et cetera, that often caused a lot of challenges in the role that I had there. So while the UN, the United Nations, was a great organization, and I learned quite a bit. Let me focus on the positive as well, but you stop me anytime if I'm going too long here. But I, I think the positive side was learning diplomacy from a distance. I wasn't a diplomat, but learning diplomacy from a distance. Being able to appreciate cultures, Arjun. You're in an elevator with five people. Three people may speak 20 different languages. So I'll pause there, but those are some of the experiences learned the positive. And I think the part that could be done better is, you know, when you have someone somewhere and you know there's there's something doesn't fit, it's best if both separate so both can grow better. So tell me a little bit about the second part. I really love that concept of how do you pause and see when you have a square peg and a round hole, you really need to revisit. And sometimes I think, you know, it's both for small and big organizations. We get too stubborn. And we don't take that little left turn. So, how, you know, can you give me an example later on in life when you change course because it demanded something new? Yeah. And I think if I understand the question correctly, I think one example at the United Nations where I could learn and, and where I had uh, to grow a bit is, you know, the UN, we worked very closely with the Japanese due to a variety of reasons, the organization I was with at the time. So I went to the Japanese mission, for those who don't know the name, meaning we're in the U.S., you have the UN, you called it missions, the, the different country offices that they had for mm. sake of conversation. I know you know this, but for others. So, uh, so I went to the Japanese mission and, and I greeted the lady, Arjun, typical American fashion. You can imagine, hey, how are you? What's going on with my handout? Arjun, for Asia, that's a no-no. It's not right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Two different cultures. Mm -hmm. So I think that was my appreciation of learning. Yeah, I'm me. I like red or I like blue. blue. I eat oranges. I had an orange for lunch. Arjun may not. We can still be humans, appreciate, respect one another, but I have to talk to him his language. He has to talk to me my language. So let me know if that was helpful, but I think that's kind of what I learned. Oh, I love that. Something I love that carried that. me. Absolutely. And to me, I think many a time, I think what you just taught me is, it's very important to put yourself in the position of the other person. Because to me, a conversation happens where you take the conversation and you deliver to the other person. And I'll give you a very goofy example, okay? In my first marriage, on our first wedding anniversary, I bought for my wife then this most amazing camera. Okay. <laughs> and her expressions was priceless because she has never been on the picture taking side of a camera ever mm. before. Okay. Mm. I wanted the camera for myself. Okay. And again, you know, to me, when I look back and after all these years, we have an amazing daughter, but when we just talk about our daughter and from time to time go back and she still asks me, Arjun, what were you thinking? I'm like, I don't know, girl, I just have learned. But to me, I think sometimes I think putting yourself in the other person's position is very important. It's so essence. You're right. I think we don't do that probably enough times. I mean, we like to think we do as you, you're married. I've been married for years. And I think that if we do that more in business or in personal relationships, definitely, definitely things will be better. It's empathy. And, you know, I want to go take this discussion to somewhere a little different. Sure. You talk about you got bit by the business bug at a very early age, and you started small companies and then continued on the spirit of entrepreneurship. What is this business bug? How did this change you? Yeah, I think you can help me 
get that answer better than I can get it myself. So I'm going to say a bit, but then you challenge it or help me morph it. How about that? You can help me help myself. <laughs> I'm so, all for chat. All right, good. That's easy. One so here's cool things. Here's how I can see it. I think two things translated this into business. One, I've always been a person to want to just be different, rock the boat, doing silly, stupid things when I was young. I think two, having an inquisitive attitude, which for a young child can be bad. You know, why, why, why? So there's there's times to listen and do what you're told. But as example, in my younger years and, and younger per se, but at beginning years at the United Nations, which caused some conflict, Arjun, I was always asking, why are we doing it this way? Why are we doing it this way? Why do we have to do this way? Always. And, you know, I was always kind of put in the box, you know, not literally, but felt, hey, just shut up and <laughs> keep your head forward and keep moving. So I think that's two. This aspect of being a rabble rouser, always inquisitive. And I think three, I don't understand why that, I mean, that's how God made us all differently. But I think the third part of that, Arjun, is this desire to create. I always had the attitude, oh, you know what? Let me try to tinker with this, be it a, a teddy bear, taking it apart, or a venture. Many things that failed or didn't work out. So if that's helpful, I think that inquisitiveness, that always wanting, as, as my virtual mentor, Seth Godin says, poke the box. And I think this third thing, always wondering to imagine. I think when you shake those things up, some, if not all of those things, Arjun, as you may agree, are the result of entrepreneurship. But in my case, I just didn't know that. You know, my parents were wonderful people, nothing negative again on them, but I just didn't have, it wasn't like the story we hear on Shark Tank. My mother was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. So I watched them from a distance. You know, no, <laughs> I wasn't my journey. And only later on did I realize, oh, this is entrepreneurship, this skill, this, this thing that I feel, if that's helpful. It's really helpful because I would go backwards and recap the three things you talked about because they will stay with me and rest of us listening. You know, I love your confidence, the confidence to create things, confidence to start the new adventure. Because to me, so many of us get into a status quo and we try to do the same thing, same way. The second, I loved the curiosity because without curiosity, you cannot be adventurous. And the most important thing is, you know, what you said was be different because, you know, Ramon, between you and me, the world really doesn't need another small business consultant. But if they need, the world needs you, the small business consultant. What and it doesn't need, need another speaker either. There's a yeah, dime a dozen. There's absolutely. what, a couple million of us? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it needs you to bring your yeah. message. And I really feel that's the part where earlier when I would talk to people, I would always try to see the intersection of passion and skill where they are operating. But you bring a third dimension. It's not about passion and skill intersection alone, but also making an impact in others. Mm. So I just want to go back and try to understand where does this passion to make an impact come you know, from an early age or inspiration? And how have you kept this going all through your life in this journey? Sure. No, thank you for asking. And I think if I may just also underline one point, I think that the positivity of the thing, three things we just said is good. But I do think, as you know, you do, you help people in these things is as you grow, you do need to make sure other members of your team help you, you know, so I just want to add that as well. Those listening to us, mm -hmm. I'm my way, but Arjun, I couldn't grow a bit. I mean, you can grow a business alone to a point, but while I'm squirrel, 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 oh, let's go to space. Ah, let's, let's do a mattress company. Let's me and Arjun, let's create another company. You need somebody in our life to say, guys, boys, hi, hello, Ramon, <laughs> let me help you build it. So I just wanted to add that that point as well. It's I important. love that. Love yeah. that. 
But I think making an impact, I think that, yes, I think there's some people, and I'd like to know what you think, Arjun, who really have that at their core where it's very purposeful. Mm -hmm. I want to change the world with my business. You mm -hmm. have the, the founders, I think, of Bumbus. Part of their business model was, we want to give socks away. Uh, part of Tom's Shoes, we want to give a shoe away every time you buy it. Charity Water, which is a nonprofit, but the similar principle. I must say mine is not first and foremost, I'm creating smart hustle in my companies to give back, not that proactively, but you're right and you're perceiving a big part of what I do, a big part of what I love is mentorship. Mm -hmm. So yes, smart hustle, our uh, core values, our mission brother, we inspire and educate small business owners to start and grow successful businesses. Right on our website, it's how I live and breathe. So that's what we do to change people that way. But the bigger impact, and I learned this from another CEO is, I want to build the business. I believe in building wealth, but so that me and my wife and family, we can live more even of the life we want to serve others, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So my God job, I want to be able to take vacation, live, live nice, but a big part of that, go to a developing country. A big part of that, come in the United States to a group of kids who don't have what I have. A big part of that, to donate money. And money's important to others. So if that's helpful, that's how I unpack that. I love that blend of passion and generosity. And you know, when you talk about the core of being purposeful, changing the world, making an impact, I really feel the size of the world starts with one person. Mm. And I want to take this moment to celebrate somebody who is very special in my life, my mother-in-law, we call her Amma. 88-year-old mm. person, amazing energy. She cooks four meals for all of us and she gets a chance every day. But she lives every day thinking about all of us, mm -hmm. the family, the community, praying for all of us. And to me, I just have never seen her ask or take something for herself. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, people like that not only make an impact, but as you're talking about the impact you are making in future, in the culture, and also the environment that you're creating for each of the small businesses. Like to me, if we do a net present value of the impact for each business you have impacted, that's mm. incredible amount of wealth you're creating for others. And the same way for Amma, yes. my amazing mother-in-law, she is such an amazing human being. So I really want to do a little shout out for her. Absolutely. Shout out to, her. I'll join you in shouting out to Amma. And curious, uh, Arjun, what is your favorite meal that you cook? If you have a favorite, mention one. Oh, she makes this incredibly simple lentil preparation. Okay. And lentil is something which is so ordinary, but she makes it wow. She makes the best coffee in the morning. And before that, I thought coffee was coffee. But Amma's coffee, once you have it, like when she is in Dallas, I take my team there just to have Amma's coffee. And I'm telling you, if you are in Dallas, Ramon, you and I will go and have Amma's coffee. And if you like coffee, that's the best cup of coffee guaranteed ever. Arjun, on this show, people are gonna hear the promise. We have to make sure this happens when safe as possible. I travel, you travel, hopefully in 2021, if not sometime. And by the way, a little personal, my wife, who's an amazing cook, she loves to make lentils as well. That's one of her signature dishes is wow. a lentil dish. <laughs> so we will meet at Amma's kitchen soon. Absolutely. So now let's go back to Smart Hustle Media. Okay. Sure. So tell me a little bit about how this started. What's the vision, impact, purpose of this business? And what sure. gets you excited about this? 
Absolutely. For many, much of my life, I started my second company. I think it was my second, smallbiztechnology.com. I bought the domain in April 1999. So that's smallbiztechnology.com. And I sold that, I think, two years ago, which would be 20 years to the date. And I'm leading up to, I've been known as the tech guy, the small business technology guy for many years, Arjun. Mm -hmm. But I was just tired of it. I I remember what I said before, you're talking to the guy who gets bored easily. I I change focus quickly. (laughs) That's just me. So I was just tired of kind of being the, some people may know CNET or kind of one of the tech company, you know, the, the tech news sites. I was tired of reporting on the printer has faster speed. The cell phone has a new chip. The techie, techie things, because in small business, from what I see, in a good way, we're a bit boring. We don't, speeds and feeds, JavaScript coding, how fast is a website? We're trying to get more customers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get finances under control. We're not techies to a degree. So about, I think it was five years ago, 2015, I want to say 2015, I think I launched it. I said, you know what, how can I start to expand my thought leadership around entrepreneurship? That's when I had the idea of hustle. For some reason, I can't remember why smart hustle stuck into my brain. Uh, There was a gentleman somewhere in Sweden or somewhere in Europe, rather, who owned the domain name. I went through a GoDaddy proxy site and paid several thousand dollars for the domain name. Mm. And lo and behold, today, there's smarthustle.com and we inspire, we educate small business owners going to a broad level to help people start to give them hope Mm. with how they can grow their businesses with a focus on my kind of specialty of the marketing, personal branding, event marketing, and et cetera. And that's what we do at smarthustle.com. So to me, as I'm listening to you, what hits home is you see more than anyone else. And that to me, I find to be such an important business skill is, you know, in a world, not that many things need to be invented, but a lot of things to need to be discovered. And a wow. true leader who sees what others don't see really makes a bigger impact. Like think, anywhere in the world, if you and I go and ask who is one of the top detectives of all times, you know, Sherlock Holmes' name will come. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I could work for you as a detective and follow a 50-step process, but Sherlock Holmes will come and move the table leg and under that will find a hair and like eureka moment. Yes. For you, as you go through helping businesses, how do you see what others don't? Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I don't, I don't, I'll I'll just say thank you. And I'll embrace that kind word. I think part of it, which I need to do a lot more. And and this is really not my skill in fairness. I must say it's ironic. Arjun, I just recently hired my son to come and work for Smart Hustle. He's been working with us for about six to eight weeks. And we put a SWOT analysis together. You have to mention him by name, give a little shout out. (laughs) Hey, Tim Ray. How are you, Tim, Tim, Tim? His name is Tim. How old, is, how old is he? He's about 27, give or take, and he lives in Europe. Nice. <laughs> yes, yes. So my point being, though, his strength, from what I can see, is, is the aspect of reading people, understanding, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Not my strength 100%, but to answer the question fully, I think it's a honed skill, I'll use that word, from interviewing so many people. Mm-hmm. I've done hundreds and hundreds of I doubt thousands, but hundreds of interviews as you've done, Arjun. And I think when you do that, you can put two sides of your brain on it. I usually tend to be faster and shorter, but I think after you do that, you listen, you know where the conversation wants to go. So especially as a professional host, I'm at often, Arjun, a lot of live events where I have to quickly read a situation. The producer speaking in this year, you, the guest, are in front of me. I have the crowd there. I have to quickly assimilate all these things to keep the show going. It mm-hmm. sounds weird, and I thank God that I can do it. But if that's helpful to answer it about listening, I think it's part of that, being able to 
it's not like the Tim Ferriss or Arjun style of maybe a long form full discussion. That's one method, but mine's more the fast paced thousand things are moving the back of the kitchen. That's where I thrive. It's not going to be perfect, but yet people will have a good time. But that's kind of how I see it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love that. But I would still give you credit because to me, you are very kind and modest to give Tim Ray, who is absolutely incredible. And of course, <laughs> he is the cooler of the rays. He is. I know. But for you, you saw him fit in as a missing piece of a puzzle in your business. Okay. You saw the need and that got him excited to be part of this journey. And I really think that that is very important because even though Tim Ray brings incredible talent and skills and passion, but you seeing how that piece fits and it has to be the right piece. You were not trying to fit again, going back to where we started, the round piece in a square hole. I really feel that that is so important. Yeah. And I think if it's, if it's helpful, Arjun, I think in fairness to the whole journey, I think if, as people, you know, I always, as I know you want to teach and help people understand to apply it to themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that a few things, I think one, this didn't happen overnight. I think two, I probably approached it the wrong way many times as I was asking, as we were thinking how to do it. Three, I think for, you know, we all need someone to put into our ear, my wife for being part of that journey and, and helping to formulate the idea as well. And then I think fourth him. So to your point, yes, I think that it does take something. And I must say, I'll shift to something else. I never understood why founders want co-founders so bad. Only now during the last 30 days, 40 days, am I seeing Arjun? the importance of growing a business with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier because you have someone who's not just a, a staff member. And I have a great team. I have a wonderful team of about five people. But to have someone who's more or less thinking as a partner, thinking mm -hmm. as an owner, it's a whole other ballgame, as I'm sure you know, and people who you work with all the time. So to me, you talked about a lot about the mega productions. And one of the things as I went through your background, you know, to me, that's the part where I was so happy and proud, a little bit envious too, I have to admit, <laughs> was that you interviewed the sharks on the show Shark Tank, okay? Yeah. I kept thinking, man, this is a guy who now I can say, write a book, Swimming with the Sharks, okay? I love it. Tell me a little bit about that interview. What did you learn? Like, just... You know, it's such an amazing moment to share that with us, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I've interviewed all five sharks and was on stage with Damon John, interviewed Barbara Corcoran, interviewed Laura Grenier, uh, been with Robert Herjavec two or three times, Mark Cuban. I think that's all of them I mentioned. So yeah, so I think learning from them and I haven't had long conversations with all, but here's my summary of it. And some of people may not like to hear, but I'll tell you the whole thing. I think one, there are many, many people out there Arjun probably included, who could be sharks. They were just picked and found, and they're sharks, as you kind of hinted, you know, our worlds are all small. There's no room for a thousand sharks on Shark Tank. It's one show. So that's one to everybody keep in mind. Damon John was a, a fashionista, was a fashion designer, just like many of the fashion designers. He was picked though, to be on Shark Tank. There's a few billionaires out there, Mark Cuban, so that's one. I think too, seeing the show many times, especially, they seem very attuned, Arjun, to what they're not. Hmm. Very attuned. You'll see somebody with the perfect qualification. Mark Cuban may say, you know what? I'm only into FinTech and billionaire ideas. This is great what you're doing. It's not big enough. I'm out. Very hmm. simple. Or you'll hear somebody say, Lori Grenier, I love this, love this. It's good, 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 good. But you know what? I'm not interested. I will never eat your pizza that has meat on it. So I'm not going to invest. So I think that's something, and I must say, Arjun, only in the past few, I've known to do this, but as one who's kind of 
I shouldn't say scatterbrain, but you know what I'm trying to say. That's that's my thing. I'm, you know, all over. But I'm learning more and more as I grow in my business. I have to learn to say no more. And mm-hmm. I've done that increasingly where I've had to look at opportunities. Is what is the value, the impact of my time? Because as you do more and more and more, and God blesses us more and more, you realize saying yes to this means no to that. So every yes and no is important. And you know, that's one thing I've seen with the coolest of CEOs. They clearly know ahead of time what is not in focus, what they do not want to do, and what they will not do. And it's so easy. It's just like UPS algorithm is all about not taking left turns. Okay. (laughs) As they drive, they would go a little further because I, you know, it's much faster. They figured it out. Yes. The same way these guys know what not to do, because I really think that's the part where you and I both have 24 hours in a day, because at the end, it's all about being more efficient, effective, and maximizing on our time. But I want to go back to what you said really hit home is giving credit to these five sharks. Absolutely, they're amazing, great impact. But there's a shark in each one of us. Absolutely. So what would be your advice and wisdom to each one of us to find that shark in us? Yeah. I think one thing that comes to mind, and I've been thinking about this today, and I get this from my friend or associate, Amanda Holmes. You may know the name Chet Holmes, the sales company, but Amanda Holmes, her father died some years ago. Chet Holmes, a master salesperson, she took over the company. But uh, one thing she has is called the Dream 100. Who are Mm -hmm. your top dream or focused 100 people? And I think that since the world's so big, Arjun, we cannot know everybody. It's impossible. But we can try to make the world smaller and say, let me focus on the top 10, top three, top five, top 50, dream 100 people in my life. So my point is how we can all be the sharks, I think, are, even though the opportunities may change, what I say yes and no to. What I'm very, I try to be attuned to is who's asking me. Mm-hmm. So where somebody else may say, hey, Ramon, we want you to fly here. We have no money to pay you. It's going to be in the rain. It's only going to be two people in the room. Could you come? That's automatically, instantaneously, no. Oh, wait a minute. Arjun said it. Oh, let me, because it's the who. So if you feel what I mean. So I think that's one thing that's very helpful. And they do this again, Shark Tank. They have other lives, the sharks, by the way. Keep that in mind. But Shark Tank gives us a good vision to their thinking. They'll often say, even if they don't accept this deal, it's okay. It's good. But you, you're amazing. So I'm learning more and more also to evaluate who is the person Mm -hmm. connected to what I want to do and how to make it strategic. I love that. I love that because to me, you know, there are so many nuggets in what you said, the clarity of yes and no, the clarity of seeing who and the commitment that even if it's two people, you're showing 100%. You're not showing 42% of you and the remaining 58 is like, what the heck am I doing here? I love that. I absolutely love it. And and Arjun, is there time for me to give you an example of that? May I? Of course. Yeah. I just want to say, so a friend of mine, he's a photographer to celebrities and billionaires and et cetera. That's not the point, but just to put the context, he's a photographer. So a few, a few weeks ago, Arjun, I stopped doing, there's, because of COVID most likely, and I'm sure you've been invited, maybe you've done some, there's been a lot of speaker summits. We'll gather 20 people together. We'll do the event on online. Everybody market it out. Everybody push it out. They ask you what the size of your list is, all those things. I stopped doing that, Arjun. I just, I've realized the value for me to do events like that at this level that I've been blessed to be at, it's not there. But mm-hmm. someone asked me just three days ago, they're doing a similar event, bringing speakers together, promote it, blah, blah, blah. Can you do it? 
I changed my no from a yes just to illustrate that because of who they were. We have history. They're in my small circle. So the only answer within reason is yes. So if just to help on that, saying no, but having exceptions if need be. I love that. So to me, from there, I just want to go and try to understand how you are successful. I just want to understand when you're working with your team, how would you describe your leadership style? What makes you great at getting everybody in your team or even external team when you work with a small business perform at the highest level? Sure. Well, I have a lot of room to grow, (laughs) a lot of room to grow, but I think a few things have helped me from what my team has told me, what my team has told me. I think one, they know that I care. I think, Arjun, you can go to a restaurant. The food should be good, yes, but it doesn't have to be perfect. But if the service is bad, game over. It's just a non-starter. So I think one thing I try to do is to show the team that I care. That's one. Two, what I've been doing in recent days, and I think the best thing any of us leaders can do, Arjun, is to invest in our own leadership. So I'm sure you've looked at even, I have this right to my left. I'll pull out one uh, book here. You know, um, uh, Guy Raz's How I Built This. Gino Whitman's Traction. And I can go on and on to pull out books, but I try to invest in myself because I've realized if I'm not a better leader, Mm -hmm. if I'm not maximizing how I am, how can I lead my team? So that's two. I think three, really doing my best to get out of their way and not in a bad way that I'm not going to lead, but realizing what the things that I do best. And for our company, Arjun, there's two things that I think I do very well. One is selling. I love selling big deals to clients. I love it. And I do it well because you can love things and not do it well. Two is visioning. I dream. Mm-hmm. I, if I talk too long about it, I always choke up on this, Arjun. I, I can sit and say, you know what? Ooh, let's do the Thanksgiving 400 hours event. Sounds crazy. Sounds weird. But I thrive in that. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can do things that I can't do. So the point of what makes being a good leader for me, I think, is showing the team that I care showing the team that I trust them, trying to be very clear on what the outcomes will be that I want, giving room for failure, respecting that I value your idea. Those are a few things I think, Arjun, that I do well, and I have a lot of the things to learn. For example, one thing I can do a lot better is probably just uh, being more focused because <laughs> sometimes that can take my team to angst from, oh, last week you said this way, now we're going this way. But overall, I try to listen and try to uh, show them that I care. I love that. And to me, I think sometimes when you have a great team, then you have the luxury of being a little bit off focus because you are now looking at other opportunities and the team will bring you back to where you need to be. You are so true, Arjun. You are so true. And I I experience that often, meaning, you know, I'm grateful. I have, uh, for example, my executive assistant. She just told me about a month ago. She said, Ramon, you need to start color coding your calendar. Do you know, it sounds duh. Many of the productivity people probably do it. I never did it. Small change, but mentally... Now, when I look at my calendar, red days or red calendars, things that don't change, like this appointment, red. I have orange things, can change if we really have to, shouldn't do it though. Then I have green things that are like events that I'm not a part of, but I just want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And so that color coding, which sounds simple to probably half your audience knows it already, for me it was new, transformative. So what's her name? (laughs) You're a shout out person. I know where this is going. (laughs) Jamie's her name. Jamie, thank you for teaching all of us the smallest of things which somebody like Arjun who is not organized can do. But Jamie, every time I color code 
and there'll be a smile and I'm going to send you invisible thank you waves for amazing wisdom. You know, one thing also, Raymond, that Raymond, that you talked about is the spirit of always getting better. Okay? When I was working with one of the top golfers, what amazed me was from the age of five, this guy has put in 14 to 15 hours a day to maintain and enhance current skills. Okay? Yes. And I was thinking twice a year, I go to a conference, hang out with the same people, share a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. I think that's personal development. No way. And when I asked him, what he taught me was this amazing one line is, only the best continuously make effort to get better. Hmm. Rest of us are boring people who go back and relive that big win from 10 years back. And your desire to constantly get better, like I'm sure that effort that you put and the awareness, when you and I will have a conversation, I'm sure again, maybe in 2022 and then 2025, you will be so much more evolved. Not that you're not cool today, but I'm just really having goosebumps thinking about how cool you will be with the constant improvement that you're going through. So with all your wisdom, Raymond, if you could go back and give an advice to yourself, like mm -hmm. visualize you're graduating from high school, that young man with the whole world in front, you could just find that kiddo and give him one piece of advice. What mm -hmm. would that advice be? Definitely to slow down and take my time. There's a lot of other advice, but I think that's the biggest Achilles heel, which sometimes our Achilles heel can be our greatest blessing. Our greatest blessing, you know, can be the opposite. But mm -hmm. I think for me, I wish over time, I would have taken the time to slow down and be more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have come to the same answer. You know, mm -hmm. two plus two, five. Let me slow down. Two plus two, still came to five, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at least you slowed down and thought about it. I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice, Arjun, because I'm a very compulsive, a mm -hmm. rushing person. And it's ironic. I, I talked about the um, this paper here. I don't mind showing it, but I'll just wave it. This little paper here is the paper that me and my son, we were talking a few days ago, three-hour call almost we had, where we talked about our strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities. So the point being, Arjun, to answer the question, my younger self, I would tell Ramon, slow down and take your time. So tell me a little bit more about Hustle Smart, that sure. amazing message that you have behind you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's a playoff, of course, of Smart Hustle. But I think that hustle, it's a given origin. I think that most people in the world are going to hustle. I think that's relatively, unless there's something wrong with them or whatever, most people want to work hard. I live in the Northeast, New York City area, Brooklyn, Newark, gritty part of the city, a lot of homeless people, which is, of course, all over the world. These guys are hustling, working hard, squeegee windows, whatever they're doing. It's a hustle and a grind. But I think that where that comes to those of us, Arjun, entrepreneurs and people who can have whatever success may mean for you or for me, that's mm -hmm. a subjective word, but some level of success, I think the difference is we do it just a bit smarter. I think that's kind of the things that we're seeing. That doesn't mean we won't fail. This doesn't mean life, I can't help it, right? The building I'm in collapses. Who knew? That's not my fault. But beyond those things, mm -hmm. that's what hustle smart means to me. Hustle, that's a given. We're all most likely going to try to do that. But the small difference will be the smart Kobe Bryant, right? His legacy, Michael Jordan, if anybody's seen the Netflix documentary, this doesn't mean everybody else didn't work hard, but the common thread, these guys, they said the gym opens at six, everybody else showed up at 6.10, they were there already at four. Wow. And that smart part, I think is very important. I would go back, ask you, I know there have been a lot of mentors in your life. Is there one piece of advice from a mentor that stands out? 
Yeah, I have two mentors. One is a friend. I'll give you, if I give you two, maybe. One is uh, named Yaakov, Yaakov Yurinsky. Shout out to him. He's an entrepreneur, business owner in, in Midtown Manhattan, doing amazing things. The second one uh, has passed away. Uh, he was an Indian gentleman in the United Nations, Hindu gentleman. I say that because of context. That was the background that we knew each other. You know, this guy who over the years, I'm like, Mr. Nathan, you don't wish you had a hamburger? He would smile and pat me on the head. Ramon, <laughs> I've never had meat. I don't know what it tastes like. So his name was Mr. Chidam Baranathan. I will never forget him. He's passed away, but he just he just taught me so much. Because in the office I was in, Arjun, as I said, it was a lot of tension. There was some issues with their personnel issues and et cetera. But I could always go to his office and cry. I could go to his office and curse him out. I'd go to his office and scream at him and stomp my feet. And he would, he would have his, his apple or banana with his water. Yeah, I'm so glad you shared he would listen. Mr. Chidambaram, yes. You know, I would say he would listen and quietly, meaning I would just, the silence was, that's what he would do, just smile at me like that. And then wow. he would give me advice. And, and his advice was, Ramon, don't be so angry now. Before you write that email, before you write that note, before you make that call, wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what's the best advice you've got from your wife ever? Ooh, <laughs> all the time. I think the best advice, one, is to slow down. She kind of echoes that slow down. Give a little shout out. Like, I just have sure. a prompt. Yeah. Okay. Ronnie, I love you, by the way, Arjun. Ironically, she's right to my right. But uh, my wife, Ronnie, we've homeschooled our children. And mm-hmm. she's retired as it were. She's still a young woman, but, you know, retired from homeschooling. And she makes wreaths. So she has an amazing wreath business, ronswreaths.com. And uh, we've been married for 26 years, going on 27. So uh, Ronnie's her name. So thank you for giving me that space. But I think probably the best advice, I don't think it's one piece, Arjun, because she's given so many words of advice. But the one thing for sure she tells me often, Ramon, slow down, slow down slow down. I think that's the, the one thing that echoes in there. And I think the second thing, which hasn't been a lot, but this is what sticks to mind, is often kind of encouraging me to be more a little more empathetic. I can be sometimes a bulldozer, you know, rush through, okay, everybody, we're here now. We're here now. Arjun, sit down. Arjun, move out of the way. Arjun. And I'm like, why am I yelling at this poor guy? He, he, he doesn't, whatever, you know, I didn't take the time to even, oh, I'm sorry, Arjun. I didn't realize you had headphones on. <laughs> you know, I just, so I think those I are two that. things I can think of. And if ever anybody asks you what advice Arjun gave you, just remember L-T-R. Okay. Listen to Ronnie. (laughs) That's my advice. And you cannot go wrong. And I cannot go wrong with that advice. Arjun, you are absolutely an epic. One of the best interviewers I've been with for a long time, man. I love your style. Truly a pleasure. So now (laughs) I want to ask you something very personal. Okay. Please. You are a very modest human being. You always look at ways to improve. You give everybody credit. But I also feel that this level of success does not happen without a process. I just feel that success without a process, success without a plan cannot be repeated. Okay. So is there a ritual or a process you have when you wake up first thing in the morning and or you know, last thing when you're wrapping up your workday that you follow that you are comfortable sharing, please? Absolutely. A few things. And I'll go from uh, backwards. I mean, one thing that I do, but I learned this again, I learned this from Mr. Chidambaranathan, is to always have a pen and paper with me. It sounds weird, but it's as a young man, you don't have these habits all the time. We learn these as we're older. So that's one, just to always take notes. But mm-hmm. I think my morning ritual, which I will tell you is I, I happen to be a person of faith. I happen to be a Christian, is when I wake up in the morning, besides personal things, brushing her teeth and all that, I do five things, Arjun. One, read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Two, pray. Three, push-ups, stretches, et cetera. 
Four, I drink a bottle of water, which I got that idea from Mr. Nathan. And five, I have a, a healthy breakfast. Usually I have some fruit, some apples, some granola, some berries. Those are my five things that I do about every day. Read the Bible, pray, exercise, drink a bottle of water, and have a bowl of fruit. After that, I go on with the day. That's my habits. And what's the last thing you do when you're wrapping up your work day? Uh, besides family time and things like that, that's not so much of a ritual, but usually goes back to I'm probably doing, if I'm not doing some more push-ups or stretches, I like to sit and think. It sounds weird, but I, you know, I'll, I'll take a scrap of paper like this. You can see there's some writing on a scrap of paper, and I'll just like to go to a quiet area sometimes and just sit and think. Or if my wife's in the shower, yeah, I'm on clubhouse doing things, but say the last 20 minutes, I have to come upstairs and just sit on the floor. Maybe I doze while I'm at it, but it's part of that process. Let me just decompress and not rush up from doing something. And to me, no podcast is ever complete without a shout out for my amazing grandma. I used to call her Maiji. I grew up in Kolkata with her. She always told me exactly what you are doing mm. is keep a blank piece of paper and a pen with you. Write down anything you hear that stands out immediately. Yes. And then she would explain later on, reflect on it. You may see things more beyond why it stood out and connect, and you may find nuggets always. Mm. She would tell me about the story of King Midas, who you know, didn't even realize when he got that power to touch and convert things to gold. Yes. And she just told me that every nugget could be a gold nugget. And I'm really glad you gave me that connection to reflect back on my amazing grandma. And mm. of course, you know, she has passed away quite a few years back, but she's always with me. So Ramon, this has been such a fascinating conversation. And, you know, sometimes the resumes get you excited, but then when you find that person who, you know, who lives everything that he talks about, it makes you, you know, me and rest of us feel really happy and proud about all the success. And I really wish you amazingly great journey ahead. Is there anything else you want to share with all of us that I've not asked or, you know, we have not talked about. Um, you've done such a great interview. And I do have a favor to ask before we're ending, which we can cut that or we can have it here, but it's just, it's a silly favor, but I'll ask you at the end. But um, Answer I is think, yes. Answer okay. is yes. <laughs> Thank you, Arjun. I, I think the only thing I'll say is that to encourage people, and I get this from my, I call him my virtual mentor. We do know each other, but, but from a distance is Seth Godin. And he often, he writes about it a lot. And his thing basically is, don't wait to be for somebody to pick you before you go forward. Sometimes you just have to take the reins and do it yourself. Don't wait to be chosen. So that's my encouragement. If you're listening to my voice and you've been waiting, when do I build my first Etsy store? When do I build my first business? When do I leave my company? When do I do? When do I go back to school? Not knowing your specific situation, just do it with all things being equal and being safe and all that. But don't wait for time to pass because time, it goes by so fast. So that's my encouragement. Just do it. Just do it. I love that urgency that you put. And to me, one of the things I learned, the power of now, if you are listening and take a piece of paper and write now and mm -hmm. hold it in front of a mirror, you will see the letters come up magically. This is the only magic Arjun knows. It will be W-O-N. One. And I really love that whole impact that you're talking about because now is the only thing we can focus on right. and what you do now will make you feel you have won. So Ramon, last question. Of course, I, you know, sorry, I lied because I asked one and said last, you know, I have <laughs> it's <last>. all right. <laughs> so you constantly evolve. 
so let's say this conversation is happening March 2025. Mm. What's the future hold? Where is Ramon heading to? Sure. If it's March 2025, if all if I had to dream, I would say the Ramon's business smart hustle or something else by then is generating great cash flow. The team is a fine-tuned ship, and me and my wife are traveling around the world um, to help many people who don't have opportunity to just help people who um need help to help the poor the disadvantaged to help people who just um have lives that we're very fortunate and i don't know your background arjun fully but today we're both sitting here we obviously can eat we can get clothes there's some people today the abuse the lack of food the impoverishment of the mind and finances they're in i can't change the world but i know through my church and things i do me and my wife can possibly touch two people five mm. people give just $20, $50. So that's 2025, traveling around, helping others. And I really mean that. I love that. And to me, I think the spirit that you talk about, my daughter, her name is Raka. When yeah, I Raka. wrote a book called Raising a Father, initially it was called Raising a Daughter as a Single Dad. But then I realized it was who raised who. Mm. And when we were getting ready to promote the book, I had an amazing marketing plan. Okay, She sure. looked at and said, Dad, are we hurting? I'm like, uh, no, why? She said, Dad, why are you getting so stressed? Why can't the vision of the book be touch one more person? Mm. And me being not that smart, I write away said, what happens if you touch one person? She said, touch one more, Dad. And what you are leaving us with that spirit is, it doesn't matter how big our assets are. We all are powerful enough to help one person. Mm. And that one journey of one more can really help us. And of course, in 2025, I would request you to put on your mission statement that LTR more is very important. Listen to Ronnie more because yes. you know now that she makes amazing lentils, I'm talking about when the world reunites. I, would I wrote get it down. <laughs> LTR and now those are the two things. Ramon, thank you. This is such an amazing conversation. And you know, to me, thanks for being here authentically sharing from your heart. And this was an unplanned, beautiful conversation. Thank you, my friend. Arjun, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for those you serve. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this amazing conversation. And with all the laughs and all the wisdom, now you know why I keep bragging about it's all about me. I have the best seat in the house to listen to these fascinating conversations. And very soon, it would be a pleasure to bring to you another conversation with another leader for another walk of life. And again, at the end of every conversation, I just feel, wow, this will be tough to beat. And I think this one would be tough to beat because it's, there's only one Ramon. Okay. Thank you again. Happy listening. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.